Why use lots of words? This, this is like the third time I'm doing this intro because my brain is completely broken, just like Red Bull's uh, constructor trophy. Uh, welcome <laughs> to the 107 podcast with myself, Jacob, and my co-host, Ash. Uh, today, we will be talking about the Belgium Grand Prix, which, in all honesty, I know we said it last week. Well, Ash, you said it last week that you thought it was a boring race. I agree with you. This week was a boring race. I didn't think it was as bad as Hungary. Really? I thought, I thought this was worse. Really? Yeah. What race were you watching? I was watching the Belgian Grand Prix, the snooze fest. I don't think you the were. The Belgian Grand Prix. Although well, I you, t- had, you had Max come up a little bit. You had the first lap collisions with Yeah, Oscar I think that's maybe why. Because I, I quite had, like Carlos. Yeah, Alex fighting. You had Lando dropping down, then coming back up. That Williams flew. So, it really did yeah. fly but like definitely, i think definitely not as boring as hungry uh, i think i was just disappointed because piastri crashed and then ended up going yeah. out of lap one i think my papaya tinted glasses definitely don't help uh if mclaren <laughs> don't do particularly well it's not a great grand prix boring the tears that you had on them <laughs> yeah um but i i think that the, the the sprint weekend like the sprint race for me was more entertaining than the yeah, actual it race wet. itself yeah so So, should we we talk about sprint qualifying and sprint race yes so let's let's do the typical quali on friday then we'll talk about sprint saturday no no let's let's just do the sprint oh you just want to talk about the sprint sure let's Let's talk talk about the sprint well in the sprint shootout oscar piastri p2 yeah absolutely smashed it um sort of smacked his smacked his ass back down on earth on sunday but absolutely smashed it on the saturday can't but he he was quick all weekend yeah quicker weekend um and i think they finally found a match for lando in terms of performance mm. i think yep. lando was not on it this weekend uh um, well, he, he did all right in, in the race we'll talk about that later yeah but, in uh, they were conditioned this weekend he's Oscar typically had done the okay hand with. this yeah. whole weekend yeah he did and yeah. uh fair play to him you know the upgrades are working well on that car true he's taking advantage and McLaren, if they continue this, next year could be a real force to be reckoned with. Potentially, yeah. Although we said that about Aston Martin, and then the hype train just sort of, I don't know, didn't even reach yeah, the station. Yeah, but we need to just jump on another hype train. Now. Yes, <laughs> true. McLaren hype yeah. train. <laughs> the McLaren hype train. My, yeah, my favourite hype train. Uh, I think that yeah. the, the, the weather definitely helped as well in the sprint race, because obviously you had the the wet weather running which is what the mclaren was set up for i think they were expecting a lot more rain than actually happened um which i think drastically affected the performance of the mclaren so i don't know how well obviously they're going to do in for example monza because if they expect rain in monza and it doesn't happen this is like monza is like what the lowest downforce track like during the entire calendar yeah, I hope that McLaren don't make some sort of mistake like that again. They need to work on the slippiness of the car for that weekend for sure. Um, but I mean, saying that, they did win there two years ago, so you can't really knock it that much. Like, clearly, they know what to do at the track. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, but we also have to remember that Lewis and Max took each other out. Was it two years ago? McLaren yeah, twenty twenty one. Yeah, I couldn't remember if it was two years or last year. Yeah, but obviously that's Max that's won last year. Max drove over Lewis. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sprint shootout. Um, the Alpines did well. 
um, both getting into top 10, Gasly P6. But yeah, the real standout was Oscar in P2. Yeah. Um, fair play to him. And then you had the sprint race and Oscar was leading for all of what, three corners, four corners? He led for two laps. Did he? Yeah, two laps. I swear Verstappen got in straight away, didn't he? It was two laps. Um, I think, I'm thinking about Sergio and Charles, sorry. Mm. Yeah, I think you are. Bye, yeah, Oscar led. Oh, yeah, because there was... Uh, there was an incident at the start. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well done to him for being the first rookie to lead a race since, I think. In 10 years since. Esteban Ocon in 2013. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. So, yeah, good on him. Uh, and he got a podium. Can we call it a podium? Do we call it? I would call it, a, it's a weak podium. It's a, it's a weak podium. It's not they a podium, but it is. It. You know? Yeah, they need another name. So, for I'm not going to classify him as having a podium. Because also they didn't get the champagne out and they didn't go up on the podium. So I'm not really going to count it. But I think he classified it as a his first top three finish in Formula 1. And I'm like, yeah, that's the best way to yeah, classify it. That is, yeah. So well done to him. Um, held off the Ferraris as well. Mm. So, a long uh, time coming. I think he was also very unlucky in the race, which we'll get on to. Um, but I think, uh, I think uh, it's a long time coming for, for Oscar, for sure. And yeah. it's also absolutely hilarious that on the weekend where Oscar Piastri finishes P2 in the sprint race, the Alpine team just completely fall apart because of people leaving the team. It's wild. Like, but they didn't fall apart because Gasly got P3 in the sprint. Uh, they did yeah. okay in the race. Yeah, they did okay. They didn't. They didn't. But... Like, it's just. It's just like the high of obviously Oscar being P two, and then Alpine having <laughs> multiple people leave within the same weekend. The whole team has just been turned turned upside down from top to bottom. So it's just very interesting to to see the parallels essentially. Um, so, but um, yeah. but um, sp- oh, yeah, other than a... that, sprint race but... was. It was a sprint race. Um, that's I think. Well, no, because Lewis... um, a very rare mistake by Fernando. Oh, yeah. Fernando put it in the wall. Well, actually, yeah. he sort of booped the wall, didn't he? He didn't really crash. Well, he did like a couple of 360s, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. He span um, out going into Agnes where I was a couple of years ago. Um, yeah. And just sort of like, he just stopped just before the wall. So I don't think there was too much damage to the Aston Martin, maybe some floor damage. But it's very rare to see a mistake like that from yeah. Alonso, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, there's conditions they catch anyone out. So True. But, yeah, uh, Pierre Gasly in P3, when, like you said, Alpine are just <laughs> falling apart. We'll, we'll yeah. talk about that after we do the race, because that yeah. is... You can't. You can do nothing but laugh, really. That's Pretty it. much, yeah. And then, obviously, we have the penalty for Hamilton, Right. So, so what are I your first, opinions on it? When I first saw it, mm-hmm. I was like, it's a racing incident. And then when I saw the onboard, I haven't seen Sergio's onboard. I've seen uh, just Lewis's onboard. I'm kind of 50-50. I know, don't be on the fence. Because he was fair enough to make the move. He just understeered. Yeah. But he so Lewis's front right just hit the curb and I think slipped and I think that's what caused the understeer. Yeah, and I know part of it. It's like, well, he didn't have control of the car, which meant he got into Sergio and damaged his side pod. But yeah. the other part was like they're, they're racing; these things happen. I would not have given him a penalty. I'd have called it a racing incident. Yeah, see, this is my thing as well. To me, it's a racing incident. It wasn't intentional. However, 
Lewis's history of pulling <laughs> that exact same move a lot is very, very worrying. Um, nah, I, I Lewis has pulled fun. that the move other two. so many album? times. He, yeah. he, look, there's literally, I went on Twitter and there's a compilation that's maybe a minute and a half long, two minutes, of Lewis sticking his wheel up on the inside of a car and the other car either taking damage or spinning out. There are so many clips of it that you can make a, like a video that's over a minute long. It's it's a signature Lewis Hamilton move. And I think that uh, it might even potentially be that the the you know the stewards, FIA, whoever, have seen, oh, it's a typical Lewis move, stick the wheel up on the inside of a of a corner and spin the other car out type thing, or have a collision with the other car. He's done it so many times, he should know better penalty. So the other ones that I've seen. Well, I mean, Brazil and Albon, uh, Austria and Albon, wasn't yeah. it? Are two clear-cut examples. This one, so the rule is... Max Silverstone as well. No, I don't think that that was a penalty. I think um, that was a straight disqualification, to be completely no, honest. No, I don't think know. that was a penalty. Because um, the rule is, your, I think your front wing of your car has mm. to be like about halfway across where... The other driver's car is, yeah. and they have to leave you space. Yeah. Um, so in this one, Sergio left him space, which was fine. Now that I'm kind of talking it out, it actually should have been a penalty. Um, and he understeered into him. So this is not one where he was like, "Dude, you, you're not getting there." And you know, he boops the he boops the rear wheel. He was more than halfway across, hence where you saw the side pod damage. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, but I also think like. You know, if you just stop moves like that, then everything would just be DRS overtakes. Exactly. Like this is my thing. It's a it's a racing yeah. incident. It was an it was a complete accident. Neither driver was really one hundred percent at fault. No. Like it was a little bit had Lewis not had that understeer where he clipped the curve, yeah, there wouldn't that, have that been an it. incident. It's just an accident. It just it is what it is. It's a racing but, but incident. It's also, not on had, purpose. Had Sergio not left the door open for him basically that's you know? the thing if sergio hadn't you know left the door open for him then it wouldn't have been uh part like like yeah. there wouldn't have been a gap and lewis literally said himself i saw a gap so i went for it and yeah. every racing driver on the planet when you see a gap you go for it it's not that difficult so i think that had there not been any damage to sergio's car no penalty. Yeah, there's but no understeer. There was there was damage and a decent amount of damage to be fair because those Red Bull side pods are made out of paper mache apparently. Um because this isn't the first time a Red Bull side pod has been damaged badly, also ironically by Mercedes, but it was a bit paper mache-y, like it wasn't the, the strength wasn't really there. But obviously a side pod isn't something which, you know, you need lots and lots of structural integrity for. So I can kind of understand it. Anyway, uh i i i just i stand by it it was a racing incident it is what it is it wasn't done on purpose i i just see it as a complete accident sergio could have left lewis more room lewis could have left sergio more room lewis could have not understeered but it was a wet track as well so like you have to take that into account too it's a racing incident if that's not a racing incident then why the fuck do we put these cars on track and like own like why wouldn't it 
only be, oh, you're only allowed to, to overtake in the overtaking zones, the DRS zones. Otherwise, you can't overtake. That's what this sport is coming to. It's fucking ridiculous. Like, just let the man try and overtake. Let them make little risky moves down the inside. It's also ironic because the incident the day after with Piastri and Carlos Sainz, reasonably similar-ish sort of impact, not incident itself, but impact and damage was reasonably the same. Obviously, Piastri didn't get a penalty because he was he DNF'd, essentially. But like it was a similar-ish situation. And Lewis also picked up two penalty points after the incident as well because of the collision. Piastri didn't pick up any. Like... It's a racing incident. I, I don't see how it's anything more than a racing incident. I really don't get it. I understand the rules and the regulations and blah, 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 blah. But it's too soft. It's way, way, way too soft. Is your rant over? I'm done. <laughs> I, I, I just like, I put up a video as well on the 107 TikTok. Follow us if you haven't already. But I got quite a bit of hate, direct hate, being like, oh, you just, like, one of them said, oh, you just got a boner for Hamilton. And I'm like, no, that's not it whatsoever. It's just, it's just racing. Like, it just is racing. It's not, it's uh, what happens. I, I'm going to say that the time penalty was right. And let me explain to you why it's right. Um, it just sets a precedent where any driver can be like, look, I'm just going to dive it down the inside. And if I lock up or understeer and damage someone, I'm just trying to go for the overtake, right? It's like you said earlier, if he didn't understeer, it would have been a great move and stuff. But because he understeered, and he has to take that into account, like you said, it's wet. Yeah, He's forced me onto the dirty line. He took that risk. He damaged Perez's car. And therefore, you've got to get a penalty for that. So the risk is, in the overtakes, like if I fuck this up, I could get a penalty. Yeah. Do I do it? Is it worth it? Do I wait till somewhere yeah. else? And like I said, that could new to the races. But I think, I think for the steward to like, look, we have to give a penalty because if we don't, we basically were saying to anyone, just dive it up the inside. I mean, and if you, you say that, someone. but there have been various other incidents during so let's the talk entire about, let's talk about, year which deserved penalties more than that. Yeah, yeah, I know, and I think some of the stewards are they're, well, they're inconsistent. The effort, um, honestly, and I was saying this on, so, so let's, on a let's, comment let's, response to let's just compare it. very quickly. I was saying this on a comment response to obviously some of the stuff which happened in Formula E this weekend as well. There's a big controversy over around Formula E because somebody who essentially should have won the championship was denied that because of somebody not being disqualified or somebody being disqualified. I don't fully understand it, but there's a lot of controversy around the Formula E result, which ultimately decided the world champion. Um, and the FIA just they're just not consistent. And I was saying in a in a comment that if the FIA had a reasonably big competitor who actually you know were able to do FIA level stuff, I think they'd be in massive trouble because this isn't the first time or the third, second, or third, or fourth. It keeps happening time and time again. The FIA fail to deliver fair stewarding. Yeah. They're awful. The, they are. They're awful. The they lack just of are. The lack of consistent stewards, The they don't give clear explanations for why they give penalties. No. Um, 
Then yeah, there needs to be a bit of an overhaul. Like but even then, if even if you just so, take last year where Verstappen won the title, he didn't even know that he'd won the title. Red Bull didn't know he'd won the title. They were just like, oh yeah, congrats on the win type thing. And then all of a sudden, these graphics started popping up. And the fact that the FIA had to explain their own rules in the TV broadcast and explain to Max exactly how he won and explain to Christian exactly how he won because the rules are that badly written, we have a problem. Nobody knew other than the FIA that he'd actually won. Everyone else just considered, right, well, Max has won, that's it, on to the next one. But then... It's such bad organisation. It just is. Okay, but let's so let's go back to the Lewis incident. Yes. Let's compare it to the race where Oscar and uh, Carlos had their coming together. Yeah. Do you think that that was a racing incident or do you think someone should have got a penalty? I I also would have called that a racing incident, which is sort of what they called it anyway. Oscar had to retire because he had I think it was suspension damage. Uh, right. I don't act, I don't actually fully know so exactly what the damage Perez was. had damage. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Perez didn't have to retire. He did. He retired the car. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Per- uh, uh, sorry. I meant. Sprint, sprint. Yeah. Uh, sorry. I'm confusing it as well because obviously <laughs> Carlos didn't have to retire, but they retired the car, I think, 17 laps after yeah, the incident. Yeah, they did retire like his that. car. Yeah, they yeah. retired it eventually. So, but obviously they were hoping for a red flag, which then they could potentially make some repairs to it or to the Ferrari yes. or whatever it was. But- Oscar um, retired his but car. But Oscar retired his car. That's okay. where the confusion came from. I do apologize. Yep. However, I still think it was a racing incident. I've seen a lot of people, um, especially on Twitter, saying that... On Os- X. On, on, X. on X, sorry now. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but I've seen a lot of people saying on... I'm going to call it Twitter anyway, because screw X. Um, but I've seen a lot of people on Twitter saying, and especially watching the replays and stuff like that, if you're telling me a racing driver isn't going to go for a gap which is three cars wide you're laughing any racing driver in that position is going to go for that gap carlos locks up going into turn one he did not have full control of his car and i would argue that he caused the collision oscar had to hit the wall in order to avoid or try his best to avoid collision or contact with Carlos Sainz. If anyone was to get a penalty, it's Carlos, not Oscar. That is that is it. That is factual. So There's no wh- other way you... that you can describe that. However, it's a racing incident. Both drivers were just trying no, to get around the corner. A it's a racing incident. It's not. It you absolutely just, is a racing incident. You just explained it. Carlos locked up. He didn't yeah. have full control of his car. Yeah. And he goes into Oscar. Yeah, true. But... Carlos didn't have any any room the opposite side of him either. So but he they, locked up. True. So, he, full, so he doesn't have full so control he, of his car. So he locked up, and then there's maybe yeah. 10, 15 meters where he hasn't locked up, and he has the opportunity to regain control. However, that gap has gotten even smaller by that point as well. Like because I, he locked up. <laughs> I know, but I still see it as a racing incident because... No it's just a racing incident it just is it's, it's not so, a so, racing incident. so by that point then do you think that carlos should have had a, a time penalty then yes oh okay yeah, so you think he should have had a time penalty yeah i think he should have had a penalty how much if, if we're going by five seconds five seconds okay fair five enough. Seconds. but if we're going by what happened yesterday you're talking about the fi stewards need to be consistent yeah they said well and like you said if lewis didn't go on the curb if he didn't lose control of his car yep. and understeer 
they wouldn't have given the penalty, but he did. That's probably why they did it. I know it's the start of the race. I know mm. tires are cold and stuff like that. But Carlos went in, maybe a little bit too hot. That's why he locked up. He yep. locked up. He goes into Oscar. Oscar has nowhere to go. No, like, literally nowhere. He has nowhere to go. Yeah. And he damages that car. Oscar is out. Damages his own car, but Oscar's out. Why is that not a penalty? So I know do you not Martin remember what always, I said? I said if you were to give a penalty to anyone, you give it yeah. to Carlos. I did say that, to be fair. But, that's fair. But you also um, keep saying it's a racing incident. But now, I still I think it's a racing incident. No, I think I know Martin always says like they give a bit of leniency to like lap one incidents. Yeah. But no, you know, like other drivers didn't lock up. I bet True. you. Right, if because like what happened on the uh, Hungary Grand Prix? Yeah, Zhu went into the back of uh, Ricardo, who went into the Alpines to hit each other, and they went out. Yeah, right. Why is it different in this one? I'm I'm not saying it is different. No, no, but I'm just asking the question. So why why is it that people are saying it's a racing incident? Because two cars retired, and not one. <laughs> That's Technically, Carlos didn't even retire at that time. True, yeah, like, but I, I, I'm going to go with end of race results. Those two cars retired. I, I and think Carlos retired. The Hamilton penalty was right, and by that precedent, uh, Carlos should have got a penalty. I'm side. saying neither of them are penalties. Okay. I I th- I think if we'll just if agree if they're both <laughs> if they're both penalties, world's gone soft. No, world's gone so. soft. Because then what's to stop, like, okay, then what's to stop everyone just like, fuck it, I'll just send it into turn one. It doesn't matter because it's turn one. It's an opening lap. We won't get any penalties. Great racing. I'll give you minus five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah, I get, what, I get your point. Like, let, what is to let, stop? let me respond. Let me respond. Okay, okay well, so, well, let's just, let, me let me just say this. So wait, 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 let me just say this. Let me, let me say, what is to stop someone? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to name a driver, but fuck it. Let's just say Sergio. Sergio. Sure. Okay, let's bully in. him some more. Yeah, I mean, we did believe. <laughs> All right, let's not say Sergio. Let's say, let's say, let's say Lando. Lando right, let's just say Lando, sure. right? Yeah, okay. Lando. Everyone loves Lando. Lando's P2 mm. on, the, on the grid. Yeah. Max is P1. Yeah. Lando's like, fuck it, I'm, I'm a racing driver. I'm going to go for the win. Yeah. Everybody start. Lando's like, I'm on the inside. Mm. I'm just going to smash on the brakes. And if I lock up and hit Max, well, it doesn't matter because it's a racing incident, right? I'm going for that gap. Yeah, that's what it's going to do. That's what it's going to. It's set not. President. It's absolutely not. So, it is. so I don't think it is because. No, 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 but that's what will happen because then I, like, don't, I don't think that would happen because I think that the you have to you have to see as well that okay. it wasn't it was not intentional whatsoever. No, but I mean, Lewis wasn't intentional. He's not like I'm just going to drive exactly. So car. it shouldn't be a penalty. <laughs> Yeah, but you have to be in control of the car. All t- okay, what's to stop Carlos doing it in Sanford? Um, honestly, oh, he didn't get a penalty last time, so I'm just going to lock up and just go into that corner. Yeah, very good point. But I think it's the context as well of the other cars and stuff like that around you. Like, I, I just, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's a difficult Obviously, thing to Obviously, as a answer. driver, you're it's... not going to want to do it, right? You want to finish yeah, the race. I think... You might go back position. I understand that. Yeah. But the president is, it's like, well... Okay, I'm going to try and make up positions at the start, like every driver wants to. Yeah, and I know if I do make a mistake, that I might get away with it. Yeah, right. So I, I'm just going to go that extra bit harder. I think that the thing is, is that it's it's difficult to say, oh yes, it will, or oh no, it won't set a precedent because every single situation is so unique and different. That's my that's my only thing. 
Like I, I'm not saying that it will or or won't encourage more of it. Also, because the FA very clearly may ha- have very very different thoughts on this than we do, <laughs> so there's that yes. as well. Um, and more than likely, something that absolutely does not deserve a penalty will end up getting a penalty at some point anyway, um, yeah. and vice versa. Because yeah, but I think that yeah, I it, I understand where you're coming from, but at the same time, if drivers know that they could get away with something like that but then seeing the incident so lewis he could have very easily picked up a puncture very easily oscar putting his wheel wheels up on the inside of that corner trying to make the corner which i'd argue he did to be fair um he might think again the next time because he dnf'd so I think that the consequence doesn't always have to be a time penalty. It can be the damage that you take by taking those risks. And every yeah, single risks. time you get in a car as a Formula One driver, you calculate these risks. And yeah, so which I is don't why think no one goes that... dive bombing on the inside on exactly. On every corner. So I don't what think I'm, we what... need time penalties to do to to discourage things like that. Time penalties should come for obviously for complete recklessness. And, no, and what, breaking what, what rules. What I'm saying is, this is where it's not like I said, it's not drivers. We're going back to the FIA. Is mm. you can't give a penalty for one incident and then a similar incident. You're like, no, right? Based on what? Like, they so didn't both should be none. No, they both should be penalties. <laughs> no, none of them should be penalties. <laughs> what the heck is wrong with you? <laughs> what? None of them should be penalties. I, I will, I will stand by that decision. I think that well, both I'm were racing incidents. Disagree with you. Well, the FIA sort of agree with me Don't because talk one to me of them anymore. was an incident. Anyway, anything else happened in the sprint race? Anything else happened in the sprint race? We moved on to the race, did we? Um, yeah, no, just Fernando, unfortunately, went out. Yeah. Pierre Gasly, good on him for getting P3. Yeah. As well, getting very points good for the Alpine team. And yeah, we'll move on to the race. We won't talk about the start because we've just done that for the past 20 I, so minutes. So only only other thing around the, around the start is that obviously quite a few people lost out at the beginning um, because obviously going into a rouge... Piastri was going very, very slowly. So quite a few drivers yeah. lost out because they didn't know he was going slowly and were trying, excuse me, trying to get round him and stuff like that. So, um, but a lot of drivers also gained quite a bit from that as well. I think I think Sargent jumped up like four places and Ricardo dropped two or three. So like this is what I mean by and that's why I want well, to Max, talk about Max got up to P four, didn't he? Yeah, so by Max gained two places as well. So like this is yeah. what I'm saying. Like like you know, some people lost out from it and some people did really well from it. Um, yeah. But uh, it was. It was a bit of a shit show, which jumbled things up, which made it, I guess, a little bit more interesting. But I, first, first corner, uh, first lap on most Grand Prix are very interesting. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it didn't, it didn't make the brakes better or worse. I still think the rest of the race was boring. Oh, I think it helped. Uh, I think it helped maybe the Aston Martins by not having a Ferrari yeah. and a McLaren there. I don't think Fernando would have finished P5. Yeah, Carlos slowly dropping back did make for some interesting overtakes and, and yeah. some interesting moments as well. Because also some cars took a bit longer to overtake him than they should have potentially done. So, yeah. Um, okay, so Max... Let's talk about Max and GP. <laughs> sure, yes, let's do that. I love their relationship. It's, it's brilliant. So it's, it's absolutely so brilliant. 
Um, I think that the only thing is is that some people seem so. So for context, Max was making some comments on the on the radio, being like, "Oh, like you know, like we'll just do some pit stop practice, haha, type thing." In terms of like, um, because they were so far ahead. Um, and for me, it is a little bit disrespectful, but at the same time, like like I said to you before, Max backs it up every single time anyway, so you can't really be that annoyed by it, really. Uh, this goes back to what we were saying last week, is the radio is just a snippet of the conversation in the race, yeah. and just a very small segment of Max's, not only his relationship with um, GP, but with the team as itself, yeah. right? So him saying let's do some pit stop practice is not the team are, our team are rubbish at pit stops or anything like no. that. No, I mean the guy finished a pit stop ahead of Sergio. He's probably like, hey, should we go for a faster slap? Should we do yeah. this? Should we do that? It's like, yeah. yeah, it's you know, I don't blame him. He's probably wants to get as many points as he can. The team yeah. obviously have to like right. If we get the win, we get the win. There's no need to put it at risk or danger but yeah i mean max yeah. Verstappen is leading the constructors championship anyway so there is that <laughs> as well um so, but yeah i like i like the relationship i like and the fact that the character comes out and kind of when you see other drivers and other uh, race engineers and you're like help him <laughs> it's like help him you need, i mean the ferrari is a classic well, example chavi right? yeah <laughs> we are checking uh, even, Carlos, even carlos's engineer they're talking to him was it at the French Grand Prix last year? And he's like in the middle of, of the battle someone. with Sergio. Yeah. 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 That was bad. Like, that was really bad. Like, Come on, man. It's like, no, There's not a, now, not now. A really good video. I don't know if it was on Instagram or YouTube of, do you remember who Pierre's race engineer was? Oh, yes. And this is with Daniel Ricciardo, right? Yeah. Where he's literally talking him through everything, giving him the right unreal. Absolutely unreal. That. Who like, I can't remember who, who the race engineer actually is. I just know he's French. I've never heard clearer um, English from a French person, by the way. It's crystal clear. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, the, 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 yeah, Alpha Tauri, Danny Ricardo, race engineer, I guess is probably what you'd want to Google. Um, but yeah. he was absolutely brilliant. Like, can't, can't knock him whatsoever. He was talking to Daniel with really, really good information the entire time. He was providing updates on the cars ahead, the cars behind. Like, he was probably providing Daniel with too much information, if anything. But I guess you'd much rather have too much information than we are checking you know so pierre hamlin his yes name is. sure pierre hamlin of course it's gonna be pierre no i remember because obviously pierre had a race engineer called pierre and i remember yeah. that me being like huh that's funny so <laughs> yeah um, pierre, yeah he did pierre a, hamlin is he guy. did an excellent job in hungary with danny rick's first race back and speaking of danny rick's first first race back uh, uh second race back sorry uh didn't didn't go particularly well did it no, it didn't. Damn, Yuki's uh, got hands. <laughs> Yuki. Uh, Yuki obviously finishing in the points. He did. He got so, P10. Yet again, so. Yuki showing that, admittedly, there were some, there were some uh, conditions which made it easier for, for Yuki to score that point. But Yuki has proved that that AlphaTauri can score points. And yes. I, still, I still stand by that Daniel Ricciardo will not outscore Yuki this year. Oh, that's a tough one. It's a tough one because he did outqualify him in the sprint, didn't he? Uh, yes, he did, but he didn't score any points in it. So whatever. True that. True that. <laughs> so and there's that out- too. And I think Ricardo would have outqualified him in the race quality 
mm. had he not had his lap time deleted. But anyway, no, we're not disrespecting Yuki on this podcast. Yuki's life. <laughs> Damn right. Um, yeah, I think Yuki did very, very well and a very hard-earned point for, for himself in the yeah, championship, which is absolutely him. brilliant. Um, and you're kind of right. Maybe if Daniel had qualified a little bit better than he would have potentially scored more points i'm always whatever, right it was a penalty you're always what what did you say about nick what did you say about nick uh, remind me what, what you they, said. they were so worried you, that nick would be uh, yuki that they just had to get rid of uh, i remember off air you said nick devries world champion 2023 is that is that right can you, can you confirm news, that? Mate. Fake okay. news. um but yeah so i think i think long story short the alpha tower is capable of scoring points yeah, yeah. But and they've got Yuki two will, solid drivers. Yeah, Yuki will be more than enough competition for Daniel Ricciardo for the rest of the season. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, and like we said, I think that Daniel has to score points in the next two, maybe three races to prove that he's still on a decent enough level, providing there are no huge incidents. Like, you know, it's not his fault. Uh, like in Hungary, was not his fault that he had somebody drive into the back of him. Um, so if that sort of happens again in the next two or three races, then not really a lot you yeah, can do about it but i think really that if brilliant. nothing really happens and he just puts in some average performances and yuki beats him then i'd, I'd argue that you know maybe he he isn't ready for checo's seat in all honesty um but um i still think checo fumbled the bag this weekend 100 percent. well he got himself up to p2 in really which he should be finishing yeah um i think if he continues to do that to the end of the season he's fine yeah, it's scary so, how I know where you're going. Literally put a pit stop on him. Yeah, from P6. So Verstappen started five positions behind Perez because Perez four. was four positions, sorry, behind Perez, yeah. and still won, and still could have had another pit stop for the fastest lap, and still won. Yeah, Sergio has like he's done what is expected also, of him. Just, but, just to add to that, come on, uh, out qualified by Leclerc in the Ferrari. Yeah, this is the thing. This is exactly what I'm talking about. You I know the... he got. I know he got P1 after the straight. Yeah, but he got out qualified. Still, by... obviously, Leclerc is a great qualifier. And Absolutely great brilliant. As soon as he gets pole, I'm looking forward to the Max Verstappen victory. Um, but like, it's just ridiculous. Uh, also, a a slightly worrying stat for um, Leclerc is that he has the joint most number of pole positions uh, for any race driver to not win the championship he'll get it he is currently tied with Valtteri Bottas Valtteri Bottas Uh, he'll get it he'll get his championship he will he's too good of a race driver Uh, he just needs the team I don't know about that one I'm doubting it it. I'm doubting it I think he will stay too loyal to Ferrari and Ferrari will slowly catch more and more on fire as Oscar Piastri sweeps the competition away in his papaya McLaren as if when Lewis retires Charles will go to Mercedes and Mercedes will still have a dog shit car (laughs) it's alright it's alright yeah I it's hard with Sergio I don't I look, I know it's Max and Max is a phenom and him and the people are absolutely gelled, but you can't be finishing a pit stop behind your teammate when no. you were in essentially P1 at the end of the lap. Here's here's a similar thing, right? I'll, I'll give you a similar a similar situation, right? The Silver War. Okay. Nico. Which one? Nico, yeah. Nico has 
or before the the year where he won the drivers championship and lewis had how many titles did lewis have by that point three uh lewis won 2008 2014 14 and 15 15. so three yes i was right okay cool so if you take that as a similar situation two drivers in very clearly the most dominant car very clearly right um and one of them never won the championship before one of them won it at least once like a a few times let's say similar enough situations right next season it would be the exact situation um and i understand that it essentially mentally broke nico to win that championship he must have dug deeper than anyone has ever dug deep before um and hats off to nico for for being the only person to beat lewis hamilton in equal machinery um and uh, are I, we talking about winning world championships because george beat him last year yeah sorry winning world championship to beat okay. him in a championship winning car you know um yeah. but so my thing is is that i just cannot see that happening whatsoever with sergio and max and i think that lewis and max are on very very similar levels however i just don't see perez as a good number two to max in any way shape or form and in all honesty you need somebody who is going to push your other driver to do better and he's not doing that whatsoever like i mean but do you need him to do that max is levels above everyone as it is if you're Uh, red bull right now and you have the fastest car car very quickly by almost a pit stop per race right and you've got one driver who sometimes struggles to even get it in the top five, you've got a problem. It's embarrassing. I, I would say Red Bull have a problem, but I wouldn't say Max has a yeah, problem. Yeah, that's the thing. This is what I'm saying. Red Bull so, slash, okay, right. slash Sergio have a problem. So, no, it's for, embarrassing. For, for Max, Sergio is a great number two at this moment in yeah, time. Yeah, for Max, if, Max won't care if, because Sergio if, is useless. Uh, like Charles or Lewis or Fernando were fighting for race wins, he would be a bad number two driver because he's like, I need you to take points. Exactly. Off these guys. Sergio was a great number two driver during the um, 2021. the 2021 season. He was yeah. the Mexican Minister of Defense and he <laughs> earned that title very, very well. Right. Yeah. However, since then, just completely fumbled the bag at any given time. He yeah. just completely crumbles under pressure. Like, I don't understand. Like, I guess he puts a lot of pressure on himself. And this is why I'm t- saying that in a similar sort of vein, what Nico Hulkenberg Hul- uh, <laughs> Rosberg did at Mercedes is absolutely but incredible. And I think even... that that's what Max would need at some point and what Red Bull need at some point. Because you cannot have this clown coming in and barely scoring points sometimes. <laughs> in the quickest car on the grid by a pit stop you're so mean <laughs> i'm not i'm i'm being truthful i am being truthful honestly I, 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 would... I tell you this now if you were to if you're red bull and you're and i'm and i'm being 100 deadly serious if you're red bull and you're going hmm clearly with sergio he's not doing the best you could pick any number of drivers to do the same thing for a hell of a lot less money and be a yes man and very clearly and very happily pick up the pick up podiums pick up p2s week in week out and maybe every now and again pick up a race win you could probably walk down to Haas right now and take any of their drivers and have have them get p2 almost every week i guarantee it sergio is just not good enough he's not that's that's it 
that, that's um, the that's the issue that it comes down to. Sergio is not good enough. He's very angry today. <laughs> oh, apparently so. I just I don't I don't understand how. Have you had your coffee? <laughs> I have had coffee. Yes, I have run out of milk though, so I can't have well, another coffee, which is very disappointing. I, I think with the car being as dominant as it is, they can let these things with Sergio slide for True. the moment. Um, because he's not putting any pressure on Max. Max is winning every race, so it's fine. Yeah, but, but they, to me, they need to be more ruthless because it's not okay. But do, okay, maybe not Max, maybe uh, maybe not Sergio, someone else, but they don't want a Nico Lewis situation, right? No, they don't. For, for all that you know, was said about Nico, he was he brought it down to their last race in 2014. Mm. Uh, 2015, he had a little bit of a dip, but it was still towards the end of the season. 2016 yeah. was a great season back and forth but you could see toto was aging like 10 or 15 years every True. time yeah they do a closer track he looks younger think, now than he did <laughs> he does he looks a lot younger now apparently um lewis is like that's the angriest i've ever seen toto was when him and nico yeah. crashed that does not can you imagine me. two multi-millionaire grown adult racing car drivers getting shouted at by yeah. toto. Um, but I, I think if I think, look, I think Red Bull have the 20, everything locked up till 2026, and they will keep Sergio possibly till 2026. I think if he has a good year next year, but I Get think him in when Chinese F4, mate, when other teams start catching up, and if 2026 is, is going to be looking like it's going to be a battle with other teams, they may be like, right, we need another driver that's gonna regularly be in key three. Uh, it's going to be challenging. Um, otherwise, it will be like Felipe Massa and Fernando Alonso, where mm. you know, Fernando is literally just help me, Felipe, help me. That's, that's <laughs> the thing. Like I think, I think that's that, one of the reasons why he lost twenty ten and twenty twelve. Yeah, Felipe was not taking enough points of no. his rivals. I think Red Red Bull are obviously in a very very privileged position of having arguably the most dominant car in Formula One history. Let's be honest, uh, right? It is. Would you not say it is? I'd argue it is already. I think yeah. maybe the only other one would be the SF2000, the, the Ferrari, the F2000. The, so the 2004 one. Yeah, 2004. Uh, Schumacher yeah. one, like the opening set of races. Yeah. yeah. Um, or that was that McLaren that won every race bar one? Bar one, and that was a safety car. An incident behind the safety car was the reason why they didn't win the full season. Yeah. Um, wow. I believe. Uh, but so like, but uh, this is what I'm saying. Arguably, the most dominant car in Formula One history. Um, yeah, I think yeah no, I, I would agree with you there. It, it's I, with, don't, I don't see them. I can't see them losing a race. Yeah, I can't I, see I them losing a race this year. Statistical in a statistical way, it's like nigh on impossible, right? Okay, yeah. there might be a time where like the DNF or car has failures and stuff like that. Yeah. But I, just, I don't see we it. could it, do you know what would be really really interesting is if we had a similar situation to barcelona with the two mercedes drivers and they're both hit into each other and both dnf that's the only time that i see some sort of yeah situation. That, that's it so you know um, what red bull we, probably happy is like thank god Sergio's we almost had that in austria <laughs> didn't we yeah, yeah, we, we almost did, had yeah. that in austria so it, yeah, there, there's, uh, there's, there's, uh, there's grounds for it to happen again um but what i think that red bull need is they need a lewis valtteri situation that's yes. what they need and that's why I'm saying Sergio is not good enough. He does not fit. Chuck Yuki in the car. Why not? No, nah, because Yuki's going to be going for it. Yuki <laughs> would be amazing in that Red Bull. Like He's he would be, be so good. Um, I was like, this is what you get for calling me short, Max. <laughs> <laughs> First race, bam. 
okay. no, I, I, I honestly, I just think get someone else in the car. Pay like do what they did with Daniel Ricciardo at McLaren. Pay the rest of his contract out and just get someone else in. I like just seriously. Yeah, I, I think I think they're happy with it for now. They don't want to upset the staff. It's embarrassing. Oh. It's embarrassing. I would we, pay uh... the sixteen. 20 million dollars that Sergio is costing them per season in contracts wages and just get rid of him nah, I, th- I don't think they will um, he'll be there next season <sighs> be there. Just, um, yeah. can we give some love to Leclerc please why <laughs> what do you mean why what do you mean why I'm kidding I, all, love, I love Charles that's all put it on P2 brilliant. in qualifying yeah great brilliant. job right got the pole and, for the uh, race get, getting a podium and yeah that, uh, Ferrari Smashed it. Absolutely smashed it. It would have been nice to see Carlos up there as well, had he not locked up. Well, that's Carlos's fault. So. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, Carlos. Charles did absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah. And your your little reel did very well. Yeah, it's still going well. Yeah, it's still, still going well. well yeah. I'm trying to spread some positivity for Ferrari here, okay? Yeah. If we give him the negative, we've got to give him the positive, yeah, right? True. So let's yeah, true. So, yeah. So, so some love for Leclerc. Yeah. They didn't fuck up the strategy. No. Nope. You know, I was half expecting, you know, oh, it's lap 43. Let's pick you for wets. Yeah, but look <laughs> what happens when they don't fuck up the strategy. They get a podium. This is what, this is what I was saying last week. Like, yeah. they can get solid results. Yeah, and that's exactly what I said last week, week before, where I said that the Ferrari is easily within the top three in terms of quality pace. Yeah. Easy. Easy Especially top in, three. Uh, Sixth. Well, look, I mean, <laughs> B16. <laughs> 16. Uh, yeah, because Carlos and... and uh Charles are qualifying close to each other and yeah yeah so my boy Chuck boy good on you and hopefully this will just like they're getting into the break on a positive getting that podium and hopefully they come back out of it refreshed renewed maybe they'll do some team building workshops <laughs> over the summer break yeah who knows and, uh, um, yeah I think that we I don't think there will be any surprises in terms of silly season for drivers, but I think staff, there will be a little bit of Oh, there already is, isn't it? Mechies is, is gone. Yeah. Alpine. We'll talk about Alpine after we run through the race. Yeah. Um, let's also shout out Lando Norris. Yeah. He was at the back of the grid at one point, bringing yeah. it up to P7. He made... Good on him. He did exactly... So McLaren talked about it before we race. He did exactly what they were talking about in terms of he found some free air where there was no other cars, no dirty air to follow. He pitted early for the hards, um, completely out of sync with the rest of the grid, uh, and then was essentially the tyre whisperer on the set of softs. He did, uh, yeah. was it 20, some, 24, 26 laps on a set of softs? Um, no idea. And they know. looked no decent idea. enough when he came into the, went, like after the race as well. So he did a fantastic job with a McLaren, which was not set up for that race very no, well they were anyway. set up for a wet race they so. were set up for mixed conditions i think they maybe gambled a little bit um on the on the setup for the car and i think did the wrong thing but then again oscar piastri did a p2 in the sprint so i mean maybe they did the I right mean, it, worked, it worked for the sprint so. it worked for the sprint so but, you know yeah. um, fair play to him um lewis p4 yeah we spoke about uh, uh george did pretty well as well coming all the way up from yeah george p6 yeah, for me, um, Ocon I know did Max very well. Got, Ocon got P8. Yeah. yeah, I think Pierre did quite well as well. Yeah, um, just outside of the points. Yeah. Um, I think for me, my driver of the day, because mm. it was given to Max, I would have given it to someone like George. I would have given it to George, Ocon. Really, George or Charles? I'd have given it to them. Yeah, Charles did pretty well, but I would have given it to Ocon personally. And can we just shout out Fernando? 
Right, if there's points to be had, he will maximise it. There so are like currently him. only three drivers who have scored points in every single race this season, and that is Max Verstappen, Fernando Alonso, and Lewis Hamilton. Really? He scored points in every single normal race yeah. this season. Yeah, because he, he was out the spring. Yeah, so every single race this season, those three drivers have scored points. Good on him. I, I hope... They, they know what's wrong with the car. The updates took them in the wrong direction. So mm. hopefully, because they know that, they can make some changes and hopefully get him some podiums. Yeah. Maybe maybe even that race win. Yeah. I, 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 Singapore, they seemed very, very confident on Singapore, didn't they? Yeah, but they still also seem confident on Hungary, but the updates it didn't have work. not been So that's why I'm saying so I think Singapore is probably their best chance. If they get the car back to what it was and improve on it, then uh, well, all, I agree. All they've got to do is put the old parts back on. So, I mean, how difficult is that? Yeah. Like, you know, like, but the other teams have made a... <laughs> I know you're joking, but the other teams have made that step, haven't they? I mean, McLaren, I'm not, Mercedes. I, I'm not entirely joking. Stick the old stuff back on and then go from there. And that's seemingly what they've done. So, or what they're doing essentially. So, I I think they'll be fine. Um, so, let's hope for let's hope for that win. Although the most, and I said this to you on Instagram as well, but uh, about a different driver pairing. But the most hilarious thing in the world would be as if Lance won the race this season. Um, but what I said to you in an Instagram DM was the most Lando thing possible would be if Oscar won a race this yeah. season and Lando well, it, didn't. It happened to him because... <laughs> with Danny Rick. With Danny Rick. <laughs> uh, and Carlos very nearly won a race the, the yeah, year yeah, before he, as he well in Monza. Monza the year before. He was, um, honestly, if that Monza race was two, three laps longer, that would have been Carlos's win. Yeah, and obviously if the rain hadn't come in Russia, yeah. Lando would have won that. So. Well, no, it was obviously, it was the miscommunication between the team. The team didn't tell him that more rain was coming in a certain area of the track. That's why he didn't pit. Okay, yeah, I so, know, but if the rain hadn't come, yeah, well, he would have yeah, he would have run away with that race. But you get my point. Um, yes. But yeah, so it would be yes. the most Lando. Lando thing is ever. not at fault for anything ever in life. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm just I know, saying like, I know. situationally. <laughs> I don't like, know. I was also in in Monza when Danny Rick did win. Lando did say, "I'm quicker than Daniel. Let me pass." Yeah, him. yeah he did, yeah. and they didn't. So, and I think they were right not to let him pass. Yeah, they were right. There's no point risking an overtake. No, exactly. No, because it would have slowed both cars down, essentially. So, yeah, uh, So yeah, they did the right thing. So, yeah. Anything else from the race that you wanted to cover? Because I don't really have too much no, else. No, I, I, I enjoyed it was the race. I thought it was boring. Uh, I thought there was uh, good battles throughout. Yeah. Um, Albon did well. The Alpha's done well in 12 and 13. Yeah. They seem to be kind of showing some steady improvement in that car, which is interesting. I'm... I'm disappointed in Haas. I will say that I was a bit disappointed in Haas this weekend. They had a bit of a, a bit of a bit of a rubbish weekend, which I'm really sad to see. My my boys down at Haas did not do well this weekend. I I mean they just I don't I just honestly I forget about Haas. I don't expect them to get points. I know what you mean, um, but obviously Magnussen finished P15. I think uh, yes, P15, and Hulkenberg finished dead last. Uh, P18. Uh, I don't know how much longer that's going to last. At least you see Williams and Alpha McLaren are making improvements. Yeah, I just don't ever see Haas like, yeah, we've got a set of upgrades and we're improving and we've uh, worked out our tire issues kind of thing mm. because they do well in quality, or Nico does anyway. Yeah, and then like I said, they just eat up their tires and they just go backwards. And yeah, 
it doesn't seem to have changed in half I, the season. I am wondering around their driver situation, though. Because uh, what you think K Mag might be gone? I, so I don't know exactly what's going on in terms of contract situations with Haas, other than both drivers are out of contract at the end of this year. And both of them seemed confident that they were going to have their contracts extended again for another year, um, I believe. Uh, but at the same time, because it's Haas, because you've got the smallest budget of any team, um, and if Haas is to stay as Haas and not get taken over by Andretti or whoever or whatever it, it is, um, whoever's beep, interested. Beep, beep. Andretti mentioned. Beep, 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 beep. Uh, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that if if that isn't going to happen and Haas stay as Haas for the next two or three years, let's say up until the 2026 regs, um, I think that if they're going to keep one of the two, provided that the money isn't ridiculous, they'll keep Hawkenberg and they'll drop, and they'll drop Kevin. Um, but if you're Haas and you're driving around at the back of the at the back of the grid um and let's say for example both drivers earn 10 million a year i know that that won't be the cost but let's say out of nowhere they cost 10 million i mean they could very easily look at bringing in other drivers who are cheaper and save money and still hang around at the back of the back of the grid. i wouldn't bring in a cheaper driver i'd bring in a pay driver yeah, or a pay driver. That's the other. That's the other way of they going. Need, it. But they I'm, need investments. I'm looking at potentially F2, and I'm saying that some of the drivers in F2 could potentially come in and replace either one of those drivers. Um, I think Nico should be safe. I think he's proved Nico's pretty safe. I would argue it's Kevin that I'm a little bit worried about. Me and my bezzy mate, I think I'm a little bit worried about him because yeah, I think I... Kevin might be the one. But if I'm Haas, I'm going to try and bring in the pay driver, get some investment, and see if you can invest I, into the team and get. I upgrade. think that's exactly what's going to happen. I think that Haas will say to Kevin, "Look, here's a one-year extension, or or like here's a new contract for whatever." Um, but I think that at the same time, they will also be looking for anyone else who has some cash, like a Latifi type, who will bring in money to that team. Yeah. Um, and I think if they were at the cost cap, when they were like obviously you know had more money coming in than they would be spending or whatever, I don't think it would be an issue whatsoever. But if there's any pay drivers out there, that has seat is always available, essentially. Um, because yeah. I know that Kevin doesn't bring in a shit ton of commercial value. Nico brings in a decent amount of commercial value, as far as I know. Um, oh, right. I think, That's I think uh, because obviously he has quite a few connections with, um, uh, with oh god, uh, like there's like a bank or something that he's part of, and then like something else, like like Fernando Alonso has a relationship with Citibank. Nico yeah. has a relationship with someone else as well. So I think Nico is more safe than Kevin. Um, yeah, also, yeah. just performance-wise. Performance-wise and also nationality, Nico is German. He's the yeah. currently the only German driver on the grid. And you've got the only versus the only Dane on the, on the grid. Germany is so much bigger than Denmark. I know quite literally. Um, and so the commercial value for, for Nico will be much more. So I'd imagine that if they were going to drop one of the two for a pay driver... And take into account the financials and the results. Kevin's gone, which is really sad to say. Um, but it's just, yeah, I, I think it doesn't help that the car's not amazing. Um, and, no, it doesn't. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's not a great situation down there at house at the moment. 
Yeah, I just don't see how they get out of it. Because um, didn't they make they? Oh, actually, I don't. I don't really want to talk about it. It's just painful. Yeah, it's <laughs> not great. Um, but um, what is the Nico? I'm looking at the Nico Hulkenberg sponsor because there is like he does Decra. He sponsored of uh, sponsored by Decra, which is like a huge company in Germany. Huge. Uh, they're like they do? they're like the AA. They they do like roadside assistance and they have workshops and stuff like that. They uh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, Decra are they are massive. Like they're really, really massive. Um, they um, oh, yeah. they're not. He doesn't. They're not sponsoring him anymore. Oh, they're not sponsoring him anymore. Yeah, they ended it from twenty nineteen. Ah, okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry, that. I do apologize. Um, but, um, okay. Well, you were wrong that about then. that. Like, you were wrong about the penalties. <laughs> ah, funny. Um, so the, but, um, <laughs> but I don't know what else, um, uh, like whether or not he has any other, um, uh, any other bits and pieces. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure he has some stuff. Yeah, but, of uh, course. Um, but I mean, I don't know of anything other, yeah, anything massive. But at the same time, I don't know if you're, you know, if you're a like, if you're Haas, I don't know what other pay driver you could bring in. I'm sure there's someone. There is someone. Go on, please. <laughs> I don't think he can race because of where he's from. <laughs> ah, well, okay, I see where you're going with this. The person who, yeah, okay, he who uh, shall not be named. Who, he how there, yeah. I can't even say his name, let alone uh, want to say it. But yeah, I, I guess yes. But other no, than that, no, he's not coming back. Other he's than coming. that, I, I can't think of anyone. The return of Pastor Maldonado. <laughs> well, I mean, technically, um, are we talking about penalties every week? <laughs> um, I mean, technically, um, the flying fin is still on his sabbatical, so there is that. He's not a pay driver, but you know. Oh, <laughs> I tell you what, this podcast has definitely gone off the rails compared. It's gone to off usual. the rails since we started arguing over penalties. Um, well, <laughs> I, you, an argument implies there are two sides, whereas I know I'm a one hundred percent correct and humble, of course. Oh, I, I'm incredibly humble. I'm very good at being humble. Um, yeah. so <laughs> should we should we not talk about the race and should we talk about Alpine? Yeah, let's, well, because there's nothing else really to talk about from the race because it wasn't no it's a summer break so everyone will be out relaxing and enjoying themselves speaking of people who are out and relaxing themselves alpine they only have about three members of staff left (laughs) that's it yeah so um yeah all all change at alpine um but i'll be honest with you i don't really care about alpine so i don't really have that much to say they're they're a bit of a nothingy team i say that but i'm a fan of Haas, and they're an even more nothingy team so I mean, Alpine don't really um, set the world alight, do they? No, so. that's my thing. Um, it's not like... If you compare when Kevin got pole position last year in Brazil in the sprint race to Gasly ending up on the podium <laughs> literally in the sprint race, which was a bigger news story? Which do people care more about? The Haas story. So Alpine are washed. So I, I don't really care. I also don't think that Otmar is particularly great at his job so i, can't, I heard I can't that judge. if you've been if you've been in formula one for that long you must be doing 
something right. I would argue that if if you've been in Formula One that long, maybe it's time for a change. That's that's my other perspective on that as well. And I'm not saying that he is amazing at his job. He's bad at his job. I just personally, I just don't think that he is particularly great from what I've seen and heard. I think he did very well at, when it was Force India. Um, but he also did very well at Force India when he was buying parts from Mercedes. Okay. So I don't so, I don't know how good of a job he actually does other than writing checks to Mercedes. Um but so uh, for for me, I just, I don't I don't know. And when he said that he's got another team lined up, that makes me worry a little bit because I don't want him at McLaren. <laughs> no, he's not gonna go to McLaren. No, I don't think he's gonna go to McLaren, but like it did make me go, Oh no. <laughs> I don't know where well, else he'd what end team up. Would he go to? That's the thing. I don't know where he'd end up. But, Alpha Tari have just replaced Franz Tost with yeah. Lord Mickey's. Yeah. Andrea Stella's doing a good job. Yeah, he's doing a great job at McLaren. Mike Crack's doing a good job at Aston Martin. Williams, but they've got Alfa Romeo? Alfa Romeo, maybe? Because they lost uh Fred Vasseur to yeah. Ferrari. Yeah. So who took over? I can't even remember the bloke's name. <laughs> so maybe that's very telling. Maybe he'll end up at Alfa Romeo. Oh, Alessandro Aluni Bravi. Or could it be that he would lead the Andretti bid? Jesus Christ. Can we talk about Andretti when they actually join? (laughs) Every time. There's always Andretti with you. (laughs) Or high tech. (laughs) Maybe. maybe. Well, I know because I think they would... um, that must mean if he knows he's going, that then he knows that a team is definitely coming in. I thought they would have made that public by now. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just thinking maybe, maybe because he said, oh, he said, he said he's got something else lined up. So maybe he knows something that we don't. Yeah, that would be the big news yeah. of the summer break is that they've accepted the application of Andretti or Hitech, and. But but the thing joining. is, like, how would that work? Because he they removed him from his position. So True. He wasn't going to go to another team. So are you telling me in the time that they removed him in the last few days, he's found another team to lead? So here's my theory, <laughs> which that is probably him... a massive okay. rabbit hole. But he said, I am going to Andretti when they join the grid in 2026 or whatever it is. Or like, I am leaving to go here. However, I will continue to work for Alpine. And... What essentially Alpine have done is they've gone, well, hold on a fucking minute. We don't want you around if you're just going to take information and learn even more when we can very easily bring somebody yeah, else he's into on, the uh, job. He's on gardening leave. Yeah, exactly. So you might as well chop his gardening leave sooner rather than later, right? So this is what I'm saying. Like, If they knew that he's going to leave at the end of the um, the end of the season, let's say, um, let's say he w- he was planning on leaving at the end of the season, Right. If you're Alpine and you can save yourself some bother, there's a little break, three weeks, four weeks, sorry, where you're not racing, get rid of him now so that, you know, he can't take any other information with him or get any further experience. It puts yeah, but his but his gardening leave is one year. Exactly. So that could so- that, that, so how if the team is joining next season, they're gonna be without him. For no, half no, a I'm, year. no, I'm not saying that Andres you're joining next season. That's not what I said. Oh, sorry, 2026. Yeah. 
So this is what I'm saying. And maybe there was something in his contract where if he's dismissed by Alpine, his gardening leave is even longer than if he voluntarily leaves. So this is why I'm saying maybe them getting rid of him is purely to to screw him over. I think, especially because, you know, who who's the head of Alpine at the moment, I think it could be a bit of a screw you. So that's why I think there's more to it than meets the eye. Because it's not just him that's leaving as well. He's taking people with him type thing. Well, Alan Pemain, you believe? Yeah. Well, think about it. Think about it. Seriously, because if you've got... If you're Alpine, and Alpine are obviously Renault. They're Renault, right? And Renault are going to be supplying and Andretti engines, or that's the rumour at the moment. And so, therefore, they would probably already have a very close working relationship with Andretti, it's a very easy thing to transition over into. Think about it. It's not too it's not too fast fetched, is it? Well, the only thing I think is if they're using Renault engines, mm. um like Otmar's had an issue with Renault, right? Which is True. Easy like I don't want to deal with them again when it comes to engines. True. So. But potentially Otmar has built up that relationship with um uh, with Andretti, Andretti have poached him because they want to come in, and Andretti have you know been smooth talking Alpine slash Renault into an engine deal, so they would have you know been given access to certain people, certain individuals, certain conversations could have happened, and then all of a sudden they get the fucking Honda engine because hmm. Otmar won't want to deal with Alpine again. No, and that's when you get Yuki Tsunoda to Andretti. <laughs> <laughs> No, I just I think that there there's there's the, the way that it happened means that there wasn't some sort of mutual break there. Something happened there which doesn't sit right with either Alpine well, I mean, or Well, I mean, the thing was he was he felt that the short-term uh, expectations that the Renault board put on him were unrealistic. Yes. Uh, which probably led down to breakdown in their relationship, and he's like, "Right, I'm going to Andretti. Okay, yeah. you can leave or rebuild." But it's like I don't know how to describe it. I don't know what's something similar. But so they've lost Otmar, Alan Pomain, that Pat Fry. He's gone to Williams, hasn't he now? Uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah, Oscar Piastri's gone. Yeah, Fernando Alonso's gone. Their previous team principals at Marchin. Barchin Burl Watt or something like that. No idea. They had a previous team principal. You're asking me about people in a team I don't (laughs) particularly care about. So you could literally say, oh, his name was Florence Merciolago. What what I'm saying is they've lost a lot of senior people and drivers in that team. Yeah. But it just doesn't seem like they're making the right decisions. No, but obviously it's all coming down from, is it Rossi who's looking after them at the moment? Felipe Creef. Oh, Creef. Um, yeah so yeah i don't know uh yeah oh, all right well it's summer break we need i think we need a break <laughs> we do i think i think we do um yeah hopefully the i'll be honest with you the first half of the season has been interesting enough but it's not been amazing um and i feel like that's partly because we were spoiled with a very good 2021 season as well. And we had a decent and, championship fight last year as well. So in For the first half of the yeah. season, yeah. So this 
season has not been particularly amazing other than arguably Alonso and McLaren sort of going against what was expected type thing um so hopefully the second half of the season will be a bit more interesting but i think our, <laughs> our plan our plan was obviously to to do of like course, a mid-season review over the summer summer break as well um which we yeah will, well yeah we can do a review we can talk about some previous races we can do some fun stuff um yeah it literally is like okay let, let's have a prediction maybe we can put this on the instagram right okay um, sure well, what are you right. thinking when do you think Max, not Red Bull, Max will wrap up the drivers' championship? What race? That's a great question. Okay, uh, so currently, I think uh, it's already wrapped up. But you mean mathematically, right? So he is on three hundred and fourteen points. Yeah. Um, so he is. Uh, I'm not very good at maths, but three one four take away one eight nine hundred and twenty five points ahead of Sergio yeah okay you now have left uh let me just go back uh oh no because we've got we've got 10 races left right oh sorry it's how the f1 f1 thing is set up right so you've got 10 races left that's 250 points when do you think he will have it wrapped up by so there's another 250 points he's got he to sergio yeah uh, there's another 250 points up for grabs. Yeah. Um, so realistically, how uh, I, I I've said this before um, uh, previously. I said that he could have it wrapped up by the U.S. Grand Prix in October, which is the 20th to 22nd of October. Um, yeah, so that's in, in uh, five races time. Yeah. However. Uh, in complete honesty, there's an argument that he could, because obviously it's 25, 50, 75, 100. There's an argument that he could have it wrapped up by Japan, but it would take an absolute disaster class from Perez to have it secured in Japan again. I think he would do it by Japan. Um I think Japan is semi-realistic. I think, especially that, if Aston Martin win in Singapore. Well, I think he'll win the Dutch Grand Prix, but I don't think Sergio is going to come second or even third no, in that race. No, Italy they'll get the one-two yeah. high speed. Yeah, Singapore probably. he'll win. I don't think Sergio will come second. No, and I think Japan he'll win that and he'll he'll, he'll well, win. Hold on a minute. It's, I I believe that Singapore don't have amazing human rights, so Sergio could do pretty well there, and Sergio could really? probably win in Qatar as well because they've got questionable human rights. So there's that. Um, plus his home race in Mexico. So yeah, no, I think Japan. I think Japan is going to have it wrapped up. I I feel like Japan. He could he could be he could be pretty much there. Um, I think it's between Japan and the US. Japan, Qatar, US. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say Japan. That's what I. Yeah, I think. I think, think you'd do it in four races time. Yeah, I think that if if Aston Martin somehow win in Singapore, then it won't happen in Japan. But if if Max wins the Netherlands, wins Monza, wins Singapore, and then wins Japan, he's absolutely got it wrapped up. But I think if Aston Martin do something in Singapore or something else happens, then it will get pushed to Qatar slash the US. Yeah, no, nah, I think I think Japan. I think I think he's going to win every race. 
I just don't. Up so until Japan. mathematically, if he won every race, how long would it take him? If even if Perez finished P two in every single race, so I was like, if Max wins every, because there must be a calculation race, somewhere, right? When will he win the championship? Yeah, but I don't know if anyone's done it post Belgium. See, this was five days ago. Yeah. So basically, if he wins every Grand Prix in... Oh, which ones have sprint races? Oh, shit. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Uh, so there's not one at Netherlands. There's not one at Italy. There isn't one at Singapore. I want to say there's only uh, like one left. Brazil. There isn't one at Japan. Uh, Qatar has one. Oh, I didn't know that. Qatar has a sprint race. Uh, the Circuit of the Americas has a sprint race. And that Brazil has a sprint race. Yeah, okay. Vegas does not. No. And Abu Dhabi usually doesn't have one. No. So we've got three sprint races left, but they're Qatar, the US, and Brazil. Yeah. But I think he'll do it before that. Yeah. But anyway, if he... So if he wins... Every Grand could your, Prix. Could your prediction come true and he wins the he wins the championship so, as part of a sprint so, race in Qatar? Uh, well, no, no. So if this, this is before Belgium, mm-hmm. right? If Max Verstappen wins every Grand Prix in sprint race and Perez finishes second in all, the do- all of those, he'll clinch it at Qatar? Yeah. So he will win it at Qatar yeah. if uh, Perez is second. The rest of the time. The rest of the time. Yeah, so which... If yeah. Perez is P2 up until Qatar, he wins it in Qatar. But yeah. I don't think Perez will. No, he, he obviously won't. Um, so, so that's the, why yeah, I Japan. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking Japan. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. Which that means mad. he's going to have one, two, three, four, six races. I think that would also mean that he would technically be the only driver to win two world championships in Japan. Really? Like, in terms of like actual actually winning the the championship. I, I'm going to Google that statistic right now because that would be a very interesting statistic. Please bear with me. Uh, yeah. F1. Because quite a few champions have, have won it at Japan, haven't they? Because it's so late in the season. I'm, I'm really not sure. Uh, no, I don't want F1 drivers from Japan. Uh, how many times have the tra- 13 championships have been decided in, in Japan. So maybe I'm wrong, but I uh, so da, 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 da. Michael Schumacher is the most successful driver in Suzuka, having recorded six victories between '95 and 2004. Uh, and Ferrari and McLaren are the most successful teams, won both seven times. Um, and. Yeah, there have been 11 occasions where a world champion has been crowned at Suzuka, including five consecutive seasons between 87 and 91. Um, but it doesn't then carry it off. Oh, for sake, man. Well, I'm uh, just trying to think. Senna, Prost, Vettel, Max. Schumacher must have won a few there. Fernando, where's Fernando won his? Um... I don't know. Has Lewis ever won it in Japan? He must have won it in Japan. I th- I feel like this is a very odd thing to. Yeah, it would be a very odd thing to, to like. Yeah, try and find out. I feel like it's a very niche fact. 
Um, yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah, I, I think this is maybe some research that we have to do after the podcast because this obviously. Is yeah, we're awesome. gonna be here for a while. Yeah, we're gonna be here for a long time. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm still I'm still going for it. Let's try and see if I can. We'll we'll, we'll, do, we'll we'll post it up on the socials. Yeah, I, I mean I'm 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 flicking through now, um, and seeing if there's any, like, um, they they have the repeat winners, of, of the um, of the track. But they don't have like, oh, you won your championship here, type thing. But I will, I will Google it and I will try and see like at, at what point, and I will try and work it out, and I'll I'll post it on the uh, on the Instagram as well. Um, but we've had quite a few winners here as well, and they've had quite a few different layouts as well. Um, yeah. yeah. So and there's also it's... been uh, if you're talking about Japan, they've had races at Fuji as well. Yeah. True. Um, so they've had, yeah, well, we do, I'm talking like Japanese Grand Prix. That's, that's what I'm talking about. So, um, so yeah, but, um, yeah, I can't believe as well that the last person who won in Japan before COVID was Valtteri. 2019, I was not it? Yeah. Yep, 2019. But they, they were quite, they were without the race for a long time, weren't they? Yeah. So they didn't have it 2020 or 2021. So... So, cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, All right. Well, we've been waffling on now for an hour and 16 minutes, 17 minutes. <laughs> this has been a long one. Turns out we have a lot to talk about when we argue, even though I came yeah. into this recording going, oh, well, this is going to be pretty boring because, you know, the race wasn't particularly interesting. So, <laughs> um, so you just like, I'm just going to start an argument just to just to get the minutes clocked up for the content, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. All right. Well, um, thank you very much for joining. Uh, yeah thank you very much for listening it's been fun yeah and maybe if you're listening to this let us know what your thoughts are on penalties yeah was it a penalty was it not a penalty should carlos have been you know black and white flagged i think just a penalty was enough but yeah just let us know yeah yeah just adding more fuel to the fire mate oh exactly (laughs) yeah pouring it on uh by the liter but uh yeah all right cool well yeah thank you very much for listening everyone and we will be back next week to hopefully scratch that formula one itch during the summer break something's gonna happen something's Something's got to happen you you know the minute that we finish this recording something will probably happen it'll be something ridiculous something Uh, will happen but yeah uh, yeah, well yeah thank you very much for listening uh enjoy your break as well from enjoy it's gonna last so long that's you're gonna be like what is this x amount of days or x in a month it's gonna be like formula what you i haven't heard of that in years (laughs) but yeah no all right thank you very much cheers everyone